All right. This is a quick one. But in about five hours on tuckercarlson.com, I think it's called. I don't know if it's .com, net, or whatever, but will be the Putin interview. And I assume he'll throw that up on X as well. This could be a game changer. Like, wow, letting the other side speak, we've, we don't do that. I imagine there's going to be some sanctions or some sort of repercussions on Tucker Carlson personally. I hope he's aware of that. This is an American journalist doing his job, and they're going to overreact very predictably because he's letting Putin speak. The defense minister of Ukraine was just fired like an hour and change ago. Was on with, I was talking to Varg while it happened. They are having a political collapse, as Scott Ritter predicted. It's happening. They're trying to blame everyone. Zelensky more than likely will run to one of his many multi-million dollar properties uh, with the money that he has extorted from the U.S. doesn't care how many Ukrainians die. They have no chance of winning this war. They blew their chances at reconciliation. They're going to lose territory permanently. And they lost hundreds of thousands of people. And that's that. Uh, Edvitka is falling. That could dovetail exactly with the interview. They cut off the supply line. They took the Northern Heights. It's semicircle. It's more than semicircle. It's almost completely encircled. That's going to fall. So that whole front line's about to change. There's more prisoners, more dead. Then you have Pistriel. The real casualties are starting to come out. They've lost over a thousand. Uh, they're looking at like another thirteen hundred. Although I don't think October seventh killed more than six hundred. They just, you know, they are incapable of not inflating uh, drama. You know, with the beheadings and the rapes and stuff that never happened. Good debunking of that by Electronic Intifada, as well as the Gray Zone, Mondo Weiss, a lot of people called it from day one. There's no evidence of any of this. This is more of that open lampshade type of hysteria to justify genocide. So Scott Horton will be on in six hours, so we're going to have the Putin speech. He's coming on. We're going to discuss not only what's going on in Gaza, but just a walkthrough of the blunders from Bush, Obama, and Trump, and Biden in the Middle East. Essentially, they kept listening to neocons like, well, if you do this, it'll result in that. If you, well, if you do this, it'll result in that. And ended up empowering the Shia world, Iran especially, with their wars in Iraq and Syria, and to a degree Libya. So that now they have to fight them all at once. Is Shia, Iraq, Syria, Iran, and Yemen. And they've been bombing Yemen too. So we're we discussing that whole issue, how they got into that. And I assume he will be watching Putin's speech, not speech, interview. And um, we can talk about that as well. Should be a good show. So that will be 6 p.m. Eastern time for the Tucker Putin interview. Don't know how long that is. But 7 p.m. Eastern time, Eastern time is Scott Horton on ANC Report with me. Don't know how long that'll go. Probably a while, probably an hour. You never know if the two of us could go longer. <laughs> Depends on how much time he has. And then um, I have part four in that series I've been making in levels. I'm going to put all four parts up on Substack. Um, I'm not going to try and compete with the Putin Newsday. I'll let that subside. There is the China, North, South Korea, Singapore New Year. Tomorrow is the last day of the year. The 10th is the year of the dragon, different from January 1st or a big chunk of the world. So I have a little thing for that. Um, we're getting close to 200,000 on the X platform. 
We'll have a thing for that. Uh, we're going to do Crazy Horse. We're going, I'm going to have um, Jake Shields and some others are lined up. Phil Giraldi is going to be free, Defense Politics Asia after New Year's. And then I'll be in Japan from Valentine's Day on for a while. See if I can get some stuff over there that I need to get done. And it's a good thing I brought a laptop. So we'll be streaming from there. Requests, get them in. Thomas DeLorenzo is definitely one I'm doing when we get back on Lincoln. Um, probably going to hit up Andre Martinov again to let him gloat about Russia and Ukraine and get his thoughts about Putin's interview. But if you have a suggestion, speak now or forever hold your peace. All right, well then, oh, okay. I called on uh, Caleb, go ahead. Or not, all right. <laughs> Okay, well, it's 3 a.m. here, so I'm going to bed and get up in a few hours to hear um, Tucker and Vladimir Putin. It's all, it's all stuff we all know, but this is the first time a lot of, like, couch potato Fox News people are going to hear this for the first time. Which, it's exciting when normies get red-pilled. That's what we need. And they made a huge mistake firing him because now he's free. He can be on Elon's platform. He's got a rumble. This could be a game changer. Ryan, can you hear me? I do. Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say, um, I think it was posted like a day ago. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but Adolf Hitler had imprisoned like a few of the Rothschilds. Can you... Uh, like go in depth with that. Well, Hitler jailed some of the Rothschilds, yeah, and he, but he worked well. Not him, but they worked with other Zionists uh, prior to him becoming the Fuhrer. Uh, and then in '39, he basically um, ended all that and started throwing Jews in concentration camps. So, I mean, I'm sure you know that. Story. How powerful are the Rothschilds? Are they that powerful? Well, it's the it's a very rich family. It's not how banking works anymore. It's not a pyramid structure like people think. The Rothschilds were instrumental in stealing nuclear weapons. Main Street in Israel is named after the Rothschilds. Rothschilds are featured on Israeli money. Rothschilds were involved with the Balfour Declaration. Uh, and Lady Rothschild was involved in introducing people to Jeffrey Epstein. So they never went away. But it's not like, oh, this family is the head of Illuminati or something. It's not that simple. There's, there's a bunch of families called the Holocaust Builders. With the Wilfs and the Kushners and so on, they all... I made a movie called Trump Zionist Ball and Chain that lists all these people, if you're interested. Rothschild just seems to be the one that's well-known, essentially because Bill Still and others made a movie about central banking, and that's one of the families. And so that's the one name people know for some reason. But they're, no, they're not really ahead of the curve from these other families. There's like 13 of them that are very prominent, and they all do the same shenanigans. Um, also, if you can answer this, uh, is it true that when Titanic sank, that there was like three uh, big bankers that were opposed, that opposed the Federal Reserve? You, you think no. that was like orchestrated? No, they hit an iceberg. Nobody opposed the uh, Fed. They all benefit from their being a Fed. And the Federal Reserve did not create the income tax. Lincoln did. Way before the 16th Amendment, way before World War I, was the Civil War, 
Lincoln married corporation and state, created the income tax, had a 50% tariff. He had greenbacks paid for war bonds, which he sold to Rothschilds and particularly took out loans from French and British bankers. And the South attempted to get some from France, but France, France had just finished a war with Mexico, like during the beginning of the Civil War. So I, that's a... Anyway, um, the Titanic thing is not true. That is one of those memes. Um, like, oh, they killed all the rich goy and took over. It's bullshit. Marco had a hand up. Uh, hey, Rai, uh, you asked for suggestions. So can you do maybe uh, more shows on psychology and economics? I found those interesting, and I think you can do, do them without preparation. And now you have a tower, so. Yeah, I didn't know if people were into that or not. I was just talking to a, you know the wall, so I can't see the feedback. Yeah, I, I, I thought I think it's important, especially some of the psychological things. Like that I, really, I normally I really talk like your, about. I talk about really it to my like friends, but not not like online. You like that? I don't know. Uh, no, just if you have some time, just post them on Reddit. Like for sure, I'll watch them, and I think others will. Well, I, don't, I think I'm banned on Reddit, but other people... No, sorry, stuff Rumble, Rumble, Rumble. Rumble. Like yeah, Rumble, yeah. Week, like, why not? Well, I was getting into it when uh, I was talking to my brother, and we were talking about Red Clouds Wars, and it's the same stuff as Gaza. You know, they chop people up, they took body parts, which are like everything that Israel accused Hamas of doing, the Americans actually did to Indians. Pubic hair scalps, lopping off breast, uh, just just shooting people in the feet and watching them crawl, bleed. Like just disgusting stuff. And you think, and the Israelis, you know, they they causing a famine. They turn the power off to let kids and babies and incubators just die. But, it takes uh, a certain type of sick psychology to be able to just torture other people or kill children. Especially today. Yeah. But it's an extreme level of like God-ordained racism in both cases. Manifest destiny. Like, well, you're not Christian, so you're not really a person. And the same thing, the Zionists think they're animals. But who's behaving like an animal? Yeah, but yeah. You, you can't argue argue with this view world. Like they're raised different. They're raised under these uh, ideas, and they don't get it. Like, is it is there yeah. religion? Yeah, it's Western psychology. psychology. It's psychology. It's worldview. Yeah. yeah, a lot of it's from Judaism. I mean, Judaism. I mean, religion is as religion does. It depends how you interpret texts and how much of it you ignore. I mean, I don't see a lot of Christians asking for the divine right of kings, although it is in the Bible, and that is what they practice for 1,800 years. But now they want a republic and representative government, even though that's not in the Bible at all. So, like, the more of it you ignore, the better. But the more someone's a fundamentalist, Especially with the Old Testament, the first, the Torah is the first few five books. It's insane. I mean, their God has blood sacrifices and genocide and all this petty, vengeful nonsense. And, you know, that if to read that to a child, like, first of all, they cut up a baby, chop off a piece of his penis, the most sensitive part of the body, there's a foreskin. With they their just, mouth. With their it mouth, doesn't right? matter. Sometimes, yeah. Even if it's with a knife. So, oh, that makes it so much better. You're still mutilating a child's genitalia. Like the first neuropathways built in that new person's brain is the most excruciating pain imaginable. And you you are altering their body forever. Could end up with ED later in life because you remove the most sensitive part of the penis. So that that's already insane. It starts like that. 
you have another religion that has a ritualistic cannibalism where they symbolically eat the flesh and blood of their sacrifice, human sacrifice of God killing his own kid. And like, it seems demonic to anyone that ain't in it. Um, but if you just think of like the psychological impact that has on a kid, when you say, God got mad and he flooded the whole earth and just killed the everything except for one boat full of, you know, a zoo and, and, uh, one family. The, the flood story, uh, I know you don't, it's from Gilgamesh. Do you know who, uh, Graham Hancock is? Yeah, he's a historical kook. So he's so he's probably all full of shit. I, I thought the flood story. He, he talks about aliens an actual, and whatever. I thought the flood he's story not. was an actual event that took place like ten thousand years ago, like after the ice age, no. the, all the ice no. melted and shit. No, that, no, that, there are floods at different spots at different periods in time. So different cultures have flood stories because people live next to rivers. They don't have plumbing or anything. They need fresh water. So you, lake or river, that's your only choice. And rivers and lakes overflow sometimes. But yeah, flooding the whole earth, it's not even physically possible, first of all. The story is just stupid. It's copied from the Gilgamesh epic. It is. I mean, it's like... Whatever. I don't want to argue with religious people. I'm just talking about, even if you think all that stuff is true, probably should not be teaching that to little kids. You just massive death and turning people into salt and Sodom and Gomorrah. They just destroyed it, the cities, and they, they cut up body parts and there's incest and they'll just, ugh. you know, the whole, the whole religion is like a really uh adult themed story this is for the la you know demons and witches and stuff and you know deuteronomy is all about conquest and concubines and prying off nails and cutting hair and having animal sacrifices and murdering whole cities full of people and stuff like that is not something a kid needs to be exposed to at all yeah i agree like reading genesis and exodus that's for adults um, if you you can have like a, I don't know. I mean, you could just start with the just get rid of the whole Old Testament, and just start with the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, or whatever. I don't know. It's unhealthy. Like, there's no way around it. The story, the Judaic story, is not healthy to say to children. They're talking about sexuality, even when you're saying talking about be a virgin or whatever. You're still talking about sex to a kid who doesn't need to be messing with any of that in any direction. Yeah. Now we're trying to teach them about gay butt sex. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who we is. They're not doing that over here. Or well, <laughs> the, the fucking Democrats, you know, you know what I meant? Oh yeah, I know they, that's damaging too. All right. They don't need to oh. be talking about sex, hetero, homo, or made up stuff to kids at all. Uh, when I, I wanted to get your um, thoughts on this. Uh, weren't there like, um, I don't want to say ancient, like thousands of years ago, but uh, didn't the Moorish Empire come here before uh christopher columbus because uh i've been uh, researching there's there's remnants here in florida ironically i'm in florida by the way uh but mm -hmm. there's these buildings that you know mainstream will say uh these buildings were built before you know 1820 and 1920 and it's like this fucking weird arch architecture that you don't see anywhere else in America. Well, A, Indians built things. Uh, B, people have stories about e even the Phoenicians finding the New World or the Moors or whatever. Um, the Vikings and the Chinese did visit the New World before Columbus. 
And there may have been uh, someone, maybe a Moorish person found the Caribbean or something. Uh, but I don't put a lot of stock into that story because if you had found South and North America, you know, <laughs> it would have been on to do it again, to get there, to get the land, to see what was up. And I'm just not seeing it. It sounds like revisionist bull, but I don't know. Maybe. Well, but I do know, weren't there a... like for sure, documented for sure, that the Chinese were in California in 1429. That's long before Columbus. And Vikings were in Newfoundland and Canada in like the year 1000. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Because ain't that uh, like the Vikings, 10, when, they, when they came here, they used, uh, what's it called? Red iron ochre or whatever for sunscreen. They actually had a Isn't war with Eskimo in Greenland because they traded them milk and Eskimo are lactose intolerant, so they thought they attempted to poison them. So they just walked up and started spearing Vikings. And they went to war and lost in Nova Scotia versus the natives. And they're outnumbered. And uh yeah, they they thought they had metal tools and could bully their way through, and that didn't work. But they really didn't like set up colonies or settlements or anything like that. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen with Columbus much either. Happens a little bit later. He never did make it to the mainland. He didn't, but Cortez and stuff did, obviously. Um, and then in North in uh, the United States, what's now the United States, you had the Roanoke Colony, which is really the Croatoan Colony, and then the Virginia Colony with Jamestown, and then later Massachusetts with that colony. Um, this is sort of permanent settlements that had continuity with today. As far as English speakers go. But yeah, did people know about this landmass? Yeah. I mean, China was here. Then they, what they wrote about, the most fascinating thing the Chinese thought of with the, I don't know what native groups they came across because they didn't say. And we don't know if it, who all moved around or what, you know, between 1429. Uh, to, you know, centuries later, really. But whoever it was, the Chinese, what they were most fascinated about the natives was that they did not have walled cities and that they didn't have taxes or prisons. They, did, they couldn't fathom that there were no taxes and no jails and no walls. And then, and I'm sure the natives thought, why do we need a wall? And yeah, what do we need a prison American. for? American geog geography is uh, underrated. What do you mean? You know, we got, we got, you know, a desert in the uh, California region. We got a couple mountains. Uh, you know, it's very, it's oh, very cool. vegetatious. So you don't. There's all manner of. Everything's in the U.S. It's the third largest country. Forests, lakes, rivers, mountains, deserts, everything. All there. Long coastline, islands, all that stuff. Even, you know, I mean, can, with Alaska. Can, can you, can I get you to describe, like, when the Europeans came here, uh, what happened between the Europeans and the Native Americans? Why didn't why didn't we get along? I'm, I'm thinking the, that when the Europeans well, arrived some here, did. Like the Spanish didn't get along with anybody in Europe either. I mean, they were hardcore Catholic military order, con kill and conquest. The French uh, did have reasonable relations with natives and trade, especially for fur. The first colonies with that they call the Roanoke colonies, really Croatoan, 
under Grenville was fine. It wasn't until Ralph Lane got put in charge, the same guy that butchered like 20% of Ireland, that it all went downhill. Um, in Virginia, it went to shit because of Bacon and other holy rollers. And the same thing in Massachusetts. They got along at first. And, you know, but it culminates in King Philip's War. There's religious prejudice. I mean, they just think they're they're better than others and that you don't believe what they do that makes you inferior and you're going to hell anyway and you're just a bunch of savages blah 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 um but it didn't start that way in the carolina colonies they were friends and they lived together for a few years it just doesn't last long and i would guess is like keeping the peace it's it's very easy to break. It just takes one person. You know, one little group, four or five people go around and start shooting Indians, whatever, and now you're in a war. You know, it, it's it's really easy to screw up and hard to maintain. They were, the Native Americans, some of those tribes were very formidable. Wasn't, wasn't the yeah. average height of a Seminole like 6'4 or some crazy shit? They were much taller than Europeans because they had access to wild game and meat. And only nobles, you'd have to pulse off their lands. Europeans were pretty short. Um, you know, Napoleon was average height. He wasn't a shrimp. They were, even the American Europeans were taller than the Europeans still in Europe, which they know based on measuring um, coffin sizes and shoe sizes. You know, a coffin is pretty much slightly more than the length of a man or whatever. But Jamestown, they were two and a half inches taller than their counterparts within one generation. And what? And I think that's dietary. That's not enough time, you know, to evolve so fast. Now you could say well, there's a little bit of a selection of like the the more adventurous Europeans are the ones that would go across the ocean and you know try to try to start a new a new life in a new area where maybe they were bigger or something but um a lot of it was the food and it stayed that way and they they try and figure it out like maybe it's the land they make you have longer legs and stuff like that but it was access to meat protein but natives um yeah they were like red cloud was like six four they had some, a lot of people over seven feet tall um what they write about them is how how tall and handsome they were and whatnot and the average height of the of the sioux in the 1880s was six feet that's average that's like the dutch today i mean that's very tall but hey they're eating buffalo hey ryan uh are you gonna go to yemen I don't know if you saw that thing uh, the other Ryan, Ryan Macbeth, posted. I mean, I figure it's like I don't free know vacation, who that is. you know? Aren't they at war? Uh, I don't speak Arabic, Korea? and I can't even go to the U.S. I got three kids. I can't just leave. Yeah, that's a shame. I'd like to see Can him. But I, I'd we, like to see a lot of places, but I can't just fucking like say, hey, watch the kids. I'm just going to go vacation by myself. <laughs> can we just take this moment to give Ryan his flowers for taking on the most evil, satanic, psychotic group on planet Earth? And he's still doing it, even with everything they've done. Ryan, I just want to shout out to you, man. Much love and respect, bro. Thanks for always telling the truth. Thanks for always educating us, making us smarter. Um. You know, uh, it's nothing but love and respect for you, bro. I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be sending you more money this Friday when I get paid. Uh, makes well, you know, you've been doing it longer than me by a couple years, at least. It's Scott Horton. He's going to be on in a love few Scott. hours. We're going to have a banger of a show. Love Scott, yeah. bro. Well, love all the work you guys do, Ryan. You know how much good respect on everything. You. Yep. Yep. And I just, I, again, I speak, I don't, that about. 
I know there's a ton of shit lib, you know, supporters of Palestine, but trust me, Ryan, I've, I've been sharing your work with friends, coworkers, neighbors, exposing them to your, you know, philosophy and points of view. And it's, it's just amazing to see their minds open up. Like, I just can't believe what I'm hearing. And I'm like, yeah, welcome to the party, you know, but I guess that the genocide in Gaza has kind of, I don't know, maybe, you know, made people want to look into it a little deeper, maybe hear a different perspective. Cause obviously all we're going to get till here you is, see what I made today. Like, I don't know if you probably saw the thing where I say, how did Israel get so much power over the U S yes, and I went over. Yes, I've been watching those out. clips. Yeah. Yeah. On Rumble. Well, I saw that. Yep. Just wait because the fourth one just dropped. Well, I haven't put, I mean, it's on my computer. Like it's going to drop. Right. I didn't awesome. put it up because I'm like, well, we have the Putin interview. We have the Horton interview and I right, want right. to let that go. And I want to, um, just, I have, I'm having my like inner circle look at it and then, okay. And then we'll put it out. But dude, gotcha. it's a banger. It's, uh, <laughs> It always is with stop. you, Ryan. I, you always started, come with that hard calm. I said, this is the, the, the <laughs> real matter of fact. By the end of it, man, I was so sick of seeing dead kids and everything else and grieving parents and stuff. I, I was know, like, Ryan. Awful, Satan is, is not like an exaggeration. I even asked in part three, if devils were real, what could they possibly do that the Israelis haven't done? Exactly. Would they cause a famine? Yes, Would they cause a plague? Would they kill a baby? Would they torture? Would they steal body parts? Like, all, what could you even think like of to do that's more evil than you'd have to get into magical shit? Like, how could you possibly be worse than the Israelis? It's true. And Ryan, not to talk too much, but I just wanted to ask two things real quick. I know there's a bunch of people listening, but do you think by the end of this fucking slaughter and what we, we're in uncharted territory, I don't even know what to think anymore, but do you think anything good will come? from all of this death and destruction does hamas get the israelis well, i'll to... give you a line out of part four if there's any meaning to these otherwise meaningless slaughter by these lunatics is that every person they kill is one step closer to their own self-destruction right the world is seeing it this time they don't see you if you're going to have demonic behavior then you have to have the monopoly of the lie you got to be able to lie to everyone because if you do that in the open most people aren't sick demon fuckers like they they have right. natural empathy for children for babies for everyone you can't just blow up apartments and so if you let people see you and then you're out there dancing and celebrating death and all the sickness the world is watching what israel has always been but for most people it's the first time they've ever seen it. They always say, oh, Jews are the victim. They're these little holy people and never do anything. And, and now they're saying, nah, nah. These, these, th that state is rotten from the core. 60% of Israelis think they haven't done enough violence in Gaza. 60%. Sick. It's so sick, Ryan. It's so sick. I mean, I can't story. even. Did you hear the audio of the family? They went to get food aid, and Israel oh shot god. up their car and, and killed the, the parents. Was in there screaming, "Oh my god, Ryan!" Two that was daughters, so fucking horrific. Two daughters. The fifteen-year-old screaming, freaking out, get on the phone. Don't shoot us. We're civilians. We're hungry. They sent commando up there and shot her in the face. And they left Vinny. the six-year-old alone in the back seat, and the, the phone's still on. And the six-year-old is trapped in a car with the corpses of her sister and her parents. And she's starving. Now, they were all starving so much, that's why they risked to go get the food aid, even though they know exactly. it's dangerous, even though they are civilians and they're not supposed to be shot. And it's humanitarian right. aid, and you're not supposed to shoot these aid trucks either where people going to get the aid. It's all war crimes. They assassinated right. a 15-year-old civilian after murdering her parents. And they knew they were all civilians. And they trapped a six or no one rescued her. They left a six year old girl in their car, um, you know, that had been shot up with corpses of her family, and she's starving. Guess what she ended up doing? Yeah. Fuck so Israel. sadistic, Ryan. It's so sadistic, you, bro. It's so evil. It's video after video of, of people with white flags getting sniped, little kids, old women. It's fucking disgusting, bro.
Because there's no consequence for sniping people. They were doing that during peacetime. Exactly. Be in Gaza. They were doing... I heard you. Uh, do you do you think their power is, is fleeting? Because it, it, it seems like they're just going balls to the walls and just fucking... Just bombing everything. Like, they, they can't they do this think, twice. Well, they think as long as they have America, they can do whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're sort of right. But one one thing happened today. I've all, I have been shitting on the International Court of Justice as just like a toothless whatever. Who cares if you say it's genocide? I already know it's genocide. It's common sense. I don't need some external authority to give me the degree of genocide that it is. Whatever. Like, this has been like this since the Nakba in 1948. You can't just put people in a concentration camp and build a wall around them with guns pointed at them and like... October 7th, Hamas made Satan bleed. But, okay. One good thing that happened, though. Because they said it's plausible genocide, which is, okay. Japan had a pretext to say that. to, yeah, Iliad, you cannot, you will not be participating, you will not buy arms from Israel at all. That's a major thing. That's a big blow to Israel financially and and what happens is when japan says no there goes all of east asia when japan says something then you can count taiwan korea vietnam like they all gonna do whatever japan does not always china but they weren't getting it anyway so yeah it's a big deal and so what it did is it gave these countries a pretext. Well, the court said da da da, and it gives validity to the court for another country to take an action because of their decision. So that was something, you know. Okay, that happened. It's not going to America will ignore it, and Israel will ignore it, but they're not the world. There are other states that are actually giving this weight, and that's good. They're cutting off aid to Anwar. You just got to get America under control. Yeah, the U.S. is... I mean, APAC gets to bribe all these people openly. And uh, you can see that Code Pink did a great video of these. How much they get paid? It was like NASCAR. Someone used to say that joke. They should have to walk around with their sponsors on their sleeves. I think it was Michael Moore. But... uh, yeah, it was like Fetterman, Rubio, uh, you know, Ted Cruz, all these, you know, Romney. They're all getting hundreds of thousands of dollars from APAC. And of course, the chief of OnlyFans gave eleven million to APAC. Like here, buy some congressmen. Here's eleven million dollars from essentially a online prostitution. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand how porn is not illegal. Like it, it. This is a little bit different than just porn. I mean, this is like live like action evil. porn, and from what I gather, is people, the people that I don't know what it is. I guess it's like a webcam, and I don't know how that wouldn't get pirated or whatever. But you buy time with some chick. But what they're really doing is. If the girls on OnlyFans and the guys are sending her tips for videos, whatever, but there's some way I guess you can DM each other, whatever, and they're setting up places to physically meet for prostitution. That's what it really is. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't want it to be illegal. I want people to not want to do it. Like you, I guess you can, because it would just be underground anyway. Like you have to fix the society. If heroin was yeah. legal tomorrow, I'm not going to run out and do it. I'm like, hey, I've heard, you know, shooting smack is fun. Like if they told me you're allowed to smoke crack now, I'm still not going to smoke it. I'm not, not doing these things because it's the law. I'm not doing them because it's retarded. Yeah, our culture. I mean, it's perfectly oh. legal to eat 10 pounds of sugar, but you shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm Gen Z, and uh, the American culture is, is absolutely fucked. It is. 
I think pornography is like a lot of vices, like alcohol or whatever. Like, there's, I don't know. I guess it could be enjoyed in a moderate way, like any drug. But people abuse it, get addicted to it, like they do other drugs too. Um, it's, I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard in the U.S. nowadays for like women under thirty-five, like twenty percent, like one in five. Are on OnlyFans or one of these horror sites? One in five, and then you look at all the Instagram hoes, which is basically OnlyFans Junior. It's probably all of them that aren't but ugly are on one of these things. It's like perfectly acceptable thing to do now. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather have brothels than uh, porn. Porn's way more damaging it's not even comparable um i mean brothels are gonna spread stds well if, it should be you... i don't i don't know man like i think i think you almost have to have brothels just the same way you have to have a sewage system like there needs to be an, <laughs> a way Every society is shit. You have to yeah, have a sewage. Like you got to have a that's place to put it all. And their guys are the way they are. And so, yeah, maybe a well-organized and regulated brothel. They had that when they were building the railroads. The brothels followed them. There's always been a class of like ladies and whores. It's been like that since the times of kingdoms. You know, brothels were just a thing. Um. I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> I feel bad for some guys that are just really lonely and like that might be the only way they ever it, enjoy touch is to buy it. And it's sad. And it's men. Like women don't have this problem. They can just go get it. The whole world's a brothel to them. But the guys that you know, I can make fun of them and stuff are like, what if you were just really fucking lonely and Maybe you're fat, or maybe you're, I don't know, you're just weird. And, uh, or you just don't want to, the money and time, you lack social skill, whatever it is. Even if you never went to the brothel, the fact that you could would be a stress relief because you know that there's like that safety net. They did a psych the test one time where they, they took these people and they said, we want you to take this test. And the test was like impossible. They say, but when you're wrong, you're going to get a little shock. However, there's this button here that you can push that will stop all the shocks. Uh, but we really don't want you to push it. We want you to go through the test as long as you can before you hit the button. Now, they did different groups. In one of the groups, the button didn't work. So even if they hit the button, they still were going to get shocked. Like it was, they just lied about the button, but the, the people, and then the other people, they, they didn't give them a button. They're like, you don't get a button, but really neither one have a button. One just has a button that doesn't do anything. And one doesn't even have the button, but the people who believe they had a button, but didn't could get through the test because they knew I have a, if, if it really, really is bad, I can touch this thing. Right. And they, they ended up being able to get to the end of it and got and really stressed and got shocked and stuff. But the people who didn't have a button didn't get through the test. As that could be the way like hookers are or whatever. Like most guys would feel too much shame, whatever, and never go see a hooker. But that they're able to, if they have to, helps them get through other moments, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, isn't prostitution uh, illegal? throughout most of the states in america like that makes no sense to me it's illegal in every every state but nevada i think and only vegas or no only outside of vegas why is that christianity probably it's odd because a lot of the world has prostitution it's consensual i mean like you offer a girl a thousand bucks i mean she can either yeah. say yes or no. 
you're not fucking that's true anything. like the prostitute doesn't have to take it like if someone's really fucking nasty they can either up the price or say no just I ain't for no amount no but yeah you're like what I don't know it's it's Maybe I can argue the other me. side just as well of how bad that could get, you know? And, but it serves as a check on marriages and stuff too. It's like, well, you know, a lot of men are going to be more willing to leave if they're like, it's fine. I can just get hookers anyway. Um, some people would never get married because they're like, why? I'm going to do the math here. I could have a hooker, a different one every week for whatever, same price. <laughs> as a wife I don't know um, I I think really just we have to change society to where these things shouldn't be necessary yeah I agree I mean even, even without hookers 100%. some women in like some cities like Miami and stuff with escorts and whatever are so loose that it it might as well be prostitution you basically say to you know you buy me this thing and yeah i mean like they it has come down relationships have been dwindled down to an exchange of commodities and i don't like that like, uh, yeah yeah we're we're down bad you can't we're reverse that once you go that I don't know. I mean, you're allowed to sell your body to the government to be a soldier. That might be worse. That's uh, that's what Mia Khalifa just said. I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, but she said, um, being an OnlyFans model, you're selling your body to the government. <laughs> well, being an OnlyFans model, you're selling your body for some Zionist who gives $11 million to APAC, which is why our soldiers end up in wars. So I, I don't know. You shouldn't try to rationalize being a whore. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Why were they kicked out of so many countries? Is there a common reason? Yeah, Christian. Most is not, maybe not today, but back in the day, like Christians didn't even like other types of Christians. Like Protestants and Catholics segregated and fought each other for 300 years. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like Jews don't have a chance. That's some of it. And some of it is if you have a religion that is where you're the self-proclaimed chosen race of God and treat everyone else as cattle, no one likes that. It's also you know, usury, it's, it's isn't conducive it? to the type of behaviors that would make everyone hate you. Because because real Christians and Muslims are uh, anti-usury. But the Jews aren't. Yeah, but I understand. Christians kick Muslims out of their states too, and Muslims kick Christians out of theirs. Like that's how it was for a long time. And Muslim and Hindu yeah. fight with each other. It's you know it's not this multicultural or secular or believe whatever religion you want. Like that's a brand new thing. You couldn't do that in the past. If you're an atheist, you just have to pretend like you have a religion. <laughs> but isn't it all um, when another empire conquered you, they just kicked out um, that religious group or made them their slaves? Depends how long ago you're talking about. Like the Romans just liked to tax people and didn't care what they believed. So you can keep your language, you can keep your customs, you're just going to build this road and you're going to give us your money. The Mongolians just killed you and took your stuff. 
and there are others that would try to convert you to their faith or whatever. Depends on who it was and who got conquered, and there wasn't like a one way that it was done. Yeah, talking about conversion, do you know about the like when the Portuguese came to Japan, they tried to convert the nobility into Christianity, I believe, but then they kicked them out for the Dutch who just want to trade and have nothing to do with their religion. Uh, they wanted the guns. That's about it. The Christian story is not going to work on Japan. They have they have their own beliefs. Um, Samurai. Yeah, Bushido is just so different. It's a complete opposite value set. Like Christianity is all about um, obedience and submissiveness and subservience, and also forgiveness, charity, and some positive things. But it's like this. Um. External locus of control, you know, submit to the will of God. Da, 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 da. And Japan's like, no, you are responsible for all your own actions. Um, here, you need to be a noble person and have self discipline and self will and this eightfold path. And da, 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 da. some of them are Buddhist, some of them are Shinto. Uh, but Bushido was a philosophy that was just ingrained and it works. And they're not going to abandon that to, as in their own words, follow a dead man on a stick. Right. Nor should they have to. Um, Japan's a perfectly functional country without monotheism. And Portugal doesn't have to convert to Shinto or atheism. They can be Catholic, that's fine. But Japan was not interested in uh, religion. Yeah. Um, can I quickly talk about with you? Do you think the biggest mistake uh, from the Axis was invading Russia and attacking America? No, they had intercepted plans that Stalin was about to double-cross Hitler anyway, so they went ahead and hit him first. They were so close to... <laughs> they are doing oil exploration in Libya, and they were right on top of it, and they quit that day. If they'd done one more drill, the Axis needed oil. Um, yeah. There wasn't a way to win without it. And they didn't attack America. The um, Japan attacked the U.S. because the U.S. had put a blockade on Japanese oil and was attacking them in Manchuria through proxies. And they didn't... Hawaii was not part of the United States. Hawaii is not a state in the 40s. Hawaii becomes a state in the latter half of the 50s. They hit Pearl Harbor. You know, why does the U.S. have bases in Hawaii and the Philippines anyway? They're aiming at Asia the whole time. They knew it. It's like U.S. sunk a, a Japanese submarine hours before they hit Pearl Harbor, too, and they had foreknowledge. And but it was because of that, America declared war on Germany, and then Germany declared war on them. But America was like 29th most powerful nation at the time. They weren't like they are now. It wasn't whatever. The thing is, they could give material support to the British. So that Germany in, could not win that war of attrition. In yeah. the 1940s, America was like 24th. They were not a big beating. deal. They're not even Holy that high. It's just they had the industry. Well, look, Europe destroyed each other. America was not a big... They were not a powerful country at the time. They had resources. It was the Soviets that really fucked up the Germans, right? The bulk of the fighting was between the Soviets and the Germans. The Russians lost 11 million people. Soviets hit Berlin first. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was Japan was fighting the Soviets and China. 
Vienības. They had taken Manchuria and both and all of Korea and Philippines and oh, that whole area. They had a larger territory than the than the Nazis did, but neither one had oil. All the oil was in the U.S., Russia, Venezuela. Hitler had a little bit in Romania. You know, not enough. So that's that's all that Hitler needed was oil, and he would have won. Uh, he would have done I mean, longer and better. He needed oil. He needed to share his weapons with the Italians too. I mean, they had soldiers with no gear. Uh, he he thought they were lesser than now. Like he's like Italians. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was a way. I don't think there was a way that they could win that war. Without oil in the way. Thought, they couldn't even I move. They had all these fancy tanks. They had no fuel. I thought Hitler was allied with... Uh, didn't he have relations with the Ottoman? Empire? In the very beginning of the war, he was allied with Russia. But, you know, he... Look, you're not going to get oil from the U.S. You're not going to get it with Russia when you're fighting them. And you can't get it from anyone that America controls the oceans, so you can't import it from anywhere. The French and British, the French and the British have all the colonies in Africa and stuff, so you can't get it from them. You're stuck. They knew it. Well, I, they I, read, it I also, I also read that if you, you know, if you were the general, then what would you do? In that yeah, position? Be. If I was a general for which side? Or um, let's say uh, Nazi Germany or Japan. You pick. Or both. One of them answer both. There, you know, there were entire divisions and things from India who were trying to side with Hitler. Could have really flipped it on the British there. I would have not made Bismarck and just kept making U-boats. They were very successful. Yeah, it could only you would have had to happen early and fast before you run out of oil. But they had a chance at Dunkirk that got blown. Um, woulda, coulda, shoulda, whatever, you know. But. There isn't really, no matter what you did, then the other side gets to change what it did too. And eventually they're going to lose that war. I mean, they just, they can't take on the world. I, uh, I'm just thinking, why didn't Stalin and, you know, not, um, Nazi Germany just become friendly instead of double crossing each other? Because, you know, they had the, the British in, right, after them cut, and with the U-boats and stuff. Stalin thought he could have it, and he did end up taking most of Eastern Europe and sitting on it until the 80s. Mm -hmm. They ended up, you know, they had East Germany. They took Poland. They took all those Soviet states that become part of the Soviet Union, they took them. Yeah, he wanted it. If Germany was fighting, Germany. you know, partly because of the Treaty of Versailles and German-speaking people in the Rhinelands and also in, you know, part of what's Poland, but not really because everyone that lives there is German. Like, they lost territories and... Lots of people had different legitimate grievances. It wasn't all the Nazi racist philosophy. It was really regaining land that was already theirs that had been annexed away after World War One, which is a war they were winning. Um, they had a lot of different reasons to fight for their I thought own. The Nazis, I thought the Nazis were racial uh, teleology. Tele Tongue twister, teleologist. You know, you know that 
you know what I'm trying to say. Well, they did believe in racial teleology, but a lot of the people that joined the Nazi party, it, it wasn't a unique thing to be racist in the 30s. That's just pretty much how all sides were. Yeah. The British were racist, the French were racist, the Japanese were racist, you know, but for their side, they all were like that. That wasn't like, oh, edgy. Didn't they take inspiration from um, how they treated the blacks in America? 1920s, I believe. No. It was more like how they treated the Indians in America. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that wasn't there, wasn't there that Germany had blacks? American, wasn't there that African American track star that went to Germany? The Olympics held in 1936. And yeah, Jesse Owens. was good to him. That, But listen, the, the Nazis did not want to live with blacks either. They thought races should be separate. That was a common... I mean, America was still racially segregated until the 60s, you know, for another 15 years after the war's over. Actually, for 20 years, they're still segregated. It was a common belief. The National Socialists was sort of a ethnic socialism. Um, but you know, they, they had slave labor, they had labor camps, um, there's nothing good, but nothing unique. I mean, that British and the French had the same thing. They'd colonized half the planet. So what Germany was doing was not some unique evil. It was just normal, sadly, for how colonial powers yeah, behaved. It, it, didn't he promote nationalism for every country? He believed yeah, more than that. He believed in a German folk and a certain like definite superiority than than others. It wasn't like, oh, we're all the same to each zone. He wanted German living space. He believed in shrinking markets theory. He had some weird ideas. Do you think, he wanted um, the British to go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, please. He was sort of an Anglophile. He admired the British and he wanted to ally with them. You know, and had the British allied with Germany. Interesting. He still wouldn't have had oil. Uh, and the U.S. probably would have sided still with French and it would have had the same result, but it would have been a lot harder. Yeah, I was saying, you know, about the Nuremberg trials, is that the time when America and the West became this bastion of justice for the world? Well, in image, I mean, the Nuremberg trials were kind of kangaroo courts. And, yeah. I mean, fuck, fuck all them Nazis, who whatever, but honestly, the Allies were guilty of 99% of the same crimes. They killed civilians. I mean, hell, they nuked cities. Uh, they had gulags. They had, they murdered, they tortured, they did, you know, everything the Nazis did, so did the Allies. Everything the Imperial Japan did instead of the Allies. The only difference is, is that uh, the Germans were pretty much the most anti-Jewish supremacy. Right? Well, they didn't like Jews at all. And they, you know, a lot of their labor camps ended up with mass starvation because they were losing the war. And you know, prisoners are our last place. They're not prisoners, they're slaves. And it wasn't just Jews. They, they didn't like a lot. They they went after yeah. communists. Is a real threat. The thing is, had it been the other way around, and let's say the, the Americans or whoever were losing, 
they would have starved their prisoners. Wasn't that in um, India, I believe? Because of how badly. Well, yeah, in Bengal. Yeah, there's a huge famine in Bengal. 3.1 million dead. Yeah, and Russia starved people. China, too. It's just. That's the thing, and you're not allowed to say this. You're not allowed to have a nuanced view, but <laughs> Hitler was kind of par for the course. I mean, they all <laughs> they, they weren't that different ideologically as far as the racism and slave labor and all. They all did that kind of stuff. Yeah, they should read some Winston Churchill quotes. <laughs> Yeah, he sounds like Lincoln. Can you Churchill talk a little bit gonna, about? Are you going to say he was rich? No, it's four a.m. I'm going to sleep because I got to get up for the uh, Tucker Putin thing. So it's in four hours. Sayonara. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs>